G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Even a casual reading of prophecy would reveal how close we may be to Jesus' return. Pastor Greg Laurie explains. Just look at the aggression of Russia on so many fronts. And then there's the ongoing conflict in the Middle East. So we scratch our head and we say, what in the world is going on? Ready for the answer? We're racing toward Armageddon. So what are we supposed to do? Remember, Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, look up. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. When you go to the movies, no doubt you've noticed how the theatre gets darker just as the show begins. Well, God has a spectacular end times plan he's about to unleash, and this earthly theatre seems to be getting darker and darker. Does that mean it's showtime? Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie launches a revealing study in the book of Daniel. We'll read exactly what God's Word says about the end of days. In fact, that's the title of this new series, The End of Days. I don't know about you, but I've been getting a lot of these robocalls lately. You know what I'm talking about? Random numbers that appear in my phone, calls like, who are these people? And then when you answer, there's a little pause and then there's a recording of some ominous voice. Maybe they're from the government. Maybe they're offering a vacation special. Maybe there's some other thing, but they're these fake calls. So they're starting to really irritate me. So I, I found that there's a feature on my phone where I can block them. So if you get a call from this number, I don't know the person, they never leave messages usually, you can block it. So I started blocking a lot of these numbers and then someone will come up to me and say, I called you five times, why didn't you answer the phone, right? So I'm blocking people I wanna hear from because I'm getting messages from people I don't wanna hear from. Okay, so in some ways I think as we look at our culture today, we look at what's going on in the world today, and someone says, these are signs of the times. They say, oh, give me a break. I've heard that before. They've been saying Jesus is coming forever and nothing has really changed. No, actually, a lot of things have changed. I believe we're living in the last days. And I wanna make a case for that a little bit today and more in this series in the book of Daniel. Just look at the aggression of Russia on so many fronts. And then there's the emergence of China. Uh, Make no mistake about it, not only is China an economic superpower, they are now a military superpower as well. And they're becoming more aggressive and will be even more so in the future. You can count on that. 
So add to Russia and China these rogue nations now like Iran and North Korea threatening the world. Then there's the ongoing threat of Islamic terrorism. And there's all these advances in technology that are not being used for good things. We realize people can get into our information, hack our information, and someone with sinister motives could use that for some very bad things. And one day that person will come on the scene. He's known as the Antichrist. And then there's the ongoing conflict in the Middle East. So we scratch our head and we say, what in the world is going on? Ready for the answer? We're racing toward Armageddon. It's like everything is being sped up, moving rapidly toward what the Bible calls the end of days or the last days. Jesus compared it to labor pains. And you girls know who've had children that as you got closer to the moment of uh, delivery, your labor pains got closer together, right? And Jesus said that's how it would be in the end times. There would be these warnings, these things that would remind us it's coming. But as we got closer to the actual unfolding of prophetic events, these labor pains or these warning signs, we get closer and closer together. And I think we're seeing that happen before us right now. So what are we supposed to do? Remember, Jesus said when you see these things begin to happen, freak out. <laughs> right? You read that verse? Yeah, I haven't either. He said, when you see these things begin to happen, do what? Look up. Look up for your redemption is drawing near. What does that mean? It means look to heaven and be reminded of this, that God is in control. And because of this, we need to know what is happening in our world. And the book of Daniel, among other things, uh, contains a lot of Bible prophecy. That's not all it's about, but a good part of it is. This is also called eschatology the study of end times events. Some would say, well, you really can't understand all of that. It's far too complex. I could not disagree more. In fact, Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, and we'll define what that is later, he says, let the reader understand. Isn't that interesting? Why would it say that if I couldn't understand it? The New Testament counterpart to the book of Daniel is the book of Revelation. Uh, they're like bookends of the Bible. To fully understand Revelation, you have to first understand Daniel. To gain greater insight into Daniel, you need to have a good working knowledge of Revelation. And what does the word Revelation mean? It means unveiling. The unveiling. So it is God's desire to reveal, not to conceal. It's to put in plain view, not to hide from us. So we don't have to be afraid of this topic. And in addition, there is a special blessing in Revelation promised to the person who reads the things in the book, hears the things that are in the book, and keeps the things that are in the book. It says, blessed is he who reads and hears the words of this prophecy and keeps the things in it, because the time is near. And I think what is true of studying Revelation is also true of studying Bible prophecy in general. Why? Number one, studying Bible prophecy helps me to remember that God is in control of all events in the world today. He's in control. So, because it can be very scary, can't it? Like, well, what's going on? What's going to happen? God's in control. Actually, things are going according to schedule. And that's also a good reminder that God's in control of your life too because maybe something has happened in your life lately that doesn't make any sense. A tragedy has befallen you. There's been some big shift 
in other areas and you're thinking, what's going on? Where's God? God is right there with you. And number two, it gives you a heavenly perspective. And I think a lot of times we lose our heavenly perspective. Yesterday I went to a hospital to visit a young lady in our church. Her name is Michelle. She ministered to me more than I ministered to her. Why is that? Because she just said, man, the Lord is with us and we're trusting the Lord. And she actually said to me, Pastor Greg, I'm very excited about what is happening. The Lord is at work. I'm thinking you're lying in a hospital bed and you're excited? But she is, and I'll tell you why she could say that. Because when you're in a time of difficulty like that, God will be with you in a special way. Maybe it's just that you're more aware of how He is with you and you're hanging on to Him more tightly and His strength can be made perfect in weakness. I think we all need that in our life right now because we can go through a, sing a whole day without a single thought about heaven. We can go through a whole week without even thinking about eternal things, but when you're on your back, the only way you can look is up. Look up. Your redemption is drawing near. And so we need a heavenly perspective and we need to be reminded of this simple fact. Jesus Christ is coming back again and he's coming back soon. And my question for you is, are you ready? Are you ready? It's a very important thing. And I think if you really believe that Christ could come back at any time, it will affect you in the way that you live. First John 3 says, he that has this hope of the Lord's return purifies himself even as he is pure. So if you understand Bible prophecy as you ought to, it'll have a spiritually purifying effect, a positive effect on your life. In fact, one of the signs of the last days, according to scripture, will be a renewed interest in Bible prophecy. In chapter 12 of Daniel, the prophet is disturbed by various visions he has seen. He can't quite wrap his mind around it. What does all this mean? And the angel who gave him these visions responded in Daniel 12.4, you Daniel keep this prophecy a secret, seal up the book until the time of the end. Many will rush here and there and knowledge will increase. In other words, the angel is saying, look Daniel, you're not gonna understand all of this and, and a lot of this isn't gonna really happen in your lifetime. It's coming in the days ahead, in the last days, in the end of days. And that's when this is gonna be rediscovered. And I believe we're living in these last days, the final days. It's great to have you join us for a new beginning today with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the US. Today, Pastor Greg is launching a study in the book of Daniel. We're getting some important insight on just where we are on God's prophetic calendar. Let's continue. There's a lot of things that the Bible predicts that are happening before us. For instance, the Bible tells us that there will come an army of 200 million identified as the kings of the east that will march through the dried up river Euphrates and head to the valley of Megiddo, which is part of Israel, for what is known as the battle or battles of Armageddon. Now when John wrote those words in the book of Revelation, there were not 200 million people living on the face of the earth. Yet he specifically said an army of 200 million. China has said they have the ability, they've even used the number, we could put an army of 200 million on the ground. So is China the kings of the east? Listen, no one can say with certainty, all right? But I think there's a good chance they are. And then the Bible speaks of a large force 
to the north of Israel, identified as Gog and Magog, that will one day attack her. Many scholars believe that could be modern day Russia. So what is the next event on the prophetic calendar? No one can say with certainty, but I'll offer my opinion, which happens to be right. <laughs> well, of course, I do believe it's right, but hey, we'll see, right? We'll see. I believe the next event on the prophetic calendar is what many call the rapture of the church. Now what is that? Some would say, there's no rapture in the Bible. Show me rapture in the Bible. Well, dude, listen, the word millennium isn't in the Bible. The word Trinity isn't in the Bible. And the word Bible isn't in the Bible. How do you like that? <laughs> so relax. <laughs> and understand this, actually the word is in the Bible. If you have a Latin version, because it's from the word rapturus. It's a translation of the Greek word harpazo, which means to be caught up suddenly by force. That word is used repeatedly in the New Testament. In 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians, it's that event where we're harpazoed or we're caught up suddenly to meet the Lord in the air. And sometimes it's referred to as the rapture. That is when the Lord comes for His church. It is on the heels of the rapture that the coming world leader is going to emerge on the scene. First he'll appear as a man of peace, a good guy. And then he'll reveal his true colors. He's known as the Antichrist, the beast. Then the tribulation period begins. That lasts for seven years. Again, as I said, it begins peacefully. But then literally all hell begins to break loose, culminating with the final battles to be fought in the Valley of Megiddo, known as the Battles of Armageddon. It is during the battle of Armageddon that Christ himself returns from heaven in glory. This is called the second coming. So people sometimes get confused. What's the difference between the rapture and the second coming? Two events. In the rapture he comes for his church. In the second coming he returns with his church. In the rapture it's in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. You can't even measure it in human time. In the second coming every eye will see him. So what goes up must come down. And we're going to go up to meet the Lord. And we're going to return with the Lord in the second coming. And then Jesus established what is known as the millennial reign. Sometimes called the millennium. The word millennium just means a thousand. So the 1,000 year reign of Christ. And after that the new Jerusalem as a bride adorned for her husband comes down from heaven to earth and we rule and reign with the Lord. These are events that are happening. And when the first one happens, the others will follow in rapid succession. I think I can safely say that we've never been closer to the return of Jesus Christ than we are right here, right now. We need to be ready. That brings us to the book of Daniel. By the way, that was the introduction. <laughs> kind of long. But now we're in the book of Daniel. So what's going on here? Well, we've looked at a couple of books recently, Nehemiah as well as Esther. And in Nehemiah, we read about the return of the Jewish people who were living in captivity in Babylon back to their homeland and they rebuilt the walls of the city. Uh, in the book of Esther, 
uh, that's during their captivity when uh, Xerxes was reigning and Haman wanted to destroy the Jewish people. Okay, so this is now going back to the beginning where they're taken into captivity into Babylon. Why did Israel end up in Babylon? Simple answer, because they kept worshiping false gods. And the Lord warned them over and over, stop worshiping false gods. Turn from these false gods. It made no sense. They had this vibrant relationship with a true and living God and they wanted to worship inanimate objects instead. It would be like leaving your beautiful, loving, nurturing wife for a mannequin. <laughs> right? You know, one day you say, honey, I'm leaving you. I have a new woman in my life. Where is she? She's in the car. And your wife walks out and there sits in the passenger seat a mannequin from the department store. <laughs> Why would you choose her over me? For starters, she says nothing. <laughs> she doesn't talk. She doesn't complain. She doesn't neck. She just sits there and has that beautiful smile on her face all the time. <laughs> she goes where I want to go. She does what I want to do. I'm leaving you for her. You're an idiot, buddy. What are you talking about? Is it any more ridiculous that we leave the true and living God for some object, something? That's what Israel was doing, worshiping these false gods over and over again. So he warned them. And not only did the Lord warn them, he even specifically warned them who would lead uh, the armies that would take them into captivity. In Jeremiah 25, verse eight, the Lord says, because you've not listened to me, I will gather together all the armies of the north under King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon whom I've appointed as my deputy. Isn't that interesting, a pagan guy? The Lord says he's my deputy. I'll bring them all against this land and its people. It was an ominous warning and they weren't paying attention. So now the Lord says, you want idols? I'm gonna give you idols. Welcome to Idol Central Babylon where they worship thousands and thousands of false gods. Careful what you wish for, you might get it. You say, God, I want this. I want this person in my life. I want this career. I want this ministry. And you keep asking and asking. You know, a better prayer to pray is, Lord, I think this is what I should have. It seems to me this is a good idea, but then add this, not my will, but yours be done. Because God knows better, right? Good insight from Pastor Greg Laurie to keep us from falling into the trap of idolatry. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg continues this eye-opening study in the book of Daniel called What in the World is Going On? Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called What in the World is Going On? If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 